Morning show live from the Omni in Dallas. It is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. It is an OU Texas Football Friday. One of our fun traditions we've had for, gosh, forever now. Many, many years. Rod Babers, you know him from the uh, 2002 pick six against Nate Hibble in this game. He also uh, has the show down in Austin, Texas. He joins us now. Rod, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great, T. Row. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, man. Hey, look, let me just get this out of right now. Was that a T. Row intro song there? Yeah, when you get to a certain level of big time, they start wow. writing songs for you, Rod. You'll get there someday. You just hang hang with it. You'll get there someday, my man. Hey, man, I got to tell Craig Way that T. Rowe has hit a new level of celebrity. He's got his own <laughs> intro song. And I feel like I, I feel honored that you brought me on in this segment after the T. Rowe intro, so thank you. You're uh, Well, you should feel honored. That's exactly right. Rod, uh, boy, I have I've talked to Craig. I've uh, I've been on with the Orange Blood guys this week. I've talked to several people. There is a lot of confidence coming out of Austin down there. Yeah, it's actually a little bit unnerving, right? I, I'm uneasy about it because I said this earlier uh, today. I said I've never I haven't seen the Longhorn fandom this confident going into a Texas OU game probably since 2009. And I just don't like it. I don't like it. And I, I am a part of it, too. I, I am a part of it. I've been talking about the talent advantage. And Texas has been more battle-tested than Oklahoma. And Brent Venables is one year behind Sark and, re, and building the program and the way that he wants to build it. Uh, but the closer I get, I, I actually – I'm so used to having that anxiety right before the game, that, you know, that anxiety about that pit in your stomach, the butterflies or the bubble guts, whatever it is. And now I don't have it, and it's making me a little nervous. I know Oklahoma's going to have something up their sleeve. I just know it. I think you're going to see exotics on offense, defense, and special teams. I think, Brent, I've been embarrassed in this game before, guys, in 2000. And when you get you get embarrassed on the, in the biggest game of the year, on the biggest stage against your most hated rival, it, it haunts you the entire offseason, and all you can think about is getting back to that game so that you can represent it. They were a no-show like we were in 2000. We were a no-show. All right, we just got slapped around this game. Oklahoma's going to come out fighting like hell, and I think the coach is going to come out with a great game plan early on. It's going to be an aggressive one. I can't wait to see it. They're going to try to, they're going to be matching the energy and momentum shifts of Texas early on, and I think that's going to be the key. So you're nervous that you're not nervous, which is making yes. you even more nervous. Now, that's totally, <laughs> that makes, 
That makes all the sense in the world with this game. It really does. Tell me about that advantage. You said uh, talent advantage. Where, where do you see Texas having the advantage? I think the biggest advantage, I actually love what Oklahoma's done with the skill positions uh, at the wide receiver. They got some speed now at wide receiver. Um, I love, even with the defensive backs, I think they got some playmakers that are leading the country in interceptions or tied for the lead in interceptions and leading the Big 12 in takeaways. I think what Texas has a distinct advantage is in the trenches. Uh, I think that's where Texas has the advantage. Their wide receivers matching up against Texas DBs, we'll get into it. That worries me a little bit, too. Uh, and with the Texas wide receivers and skilled talent, I think that can match up against anybody in the country. We even saw that against Alabama. But the trenches specifically, Sark has what he calls his big human philosophy. Uh, the offensive line averages 325 pounds per man. And they even use a sixth offensive line. When JT Sanders got hurt in the Kansas game, they used what they call their Big 12 package, which is the sixth offensive lineman, Malik. Ogbo, and you're talking about damn near 2,000 pounds a man up there, and they can play bully ball. That's what Sark wants to do some of the time. Defensively, Texas may have the deepest, uh, one of the deepest defensive lines in the country. Starts with Devontae Sweat, highest graded defensive tackle by Pro Football Focus, and Byron Murphy is demanding a double team consistently. Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, young guys playing really well, and on the outside, finally, they have the consistency at the defensive end. So that's really where I see Texas having the biggest advantages against Oklahoma, but there are ways all right, there are ways for Oklahoma to scheme around that, um, and I think that you'll see them try to apply some early pressure. I think they're going to run blitz potentially early on and try to knife in the backfield and, and force Texas into some negative plays and get Texas into third and long and behind the chains. That way you can open up the pressure packages. And I think on the other side of the ball with that Texas defensive line, you've got to find ways to, to move that pocket and to buy Dylan Gabriel some time so that he can get the football downfield. That worries me because Kansas did a really good job of with a backup quarterback, Texas didn't have a sack versus Kansas. Do you think Texas just lines up and tries to run the ball at OU all day? No. I think they could, guys. I really do think they could uh, because Jonathan Brooks has been playing like one of the best running backs in the country uh, the last uh, two, three weeks. Uh, Sark hasn't even really named him the starter. C.J. Baxter started the first two games and didn't finish because of injury, and Jonathan Brooks has taken that opportunity, um, and he has really claimed that spot. Now, they could line up. Like I said, they got a lot big humans. They could line up and run the football because they found their groove lately, but Sark is a showman. Sark likes the big stage. It's part of his DNA and character. There's no way he's going to go up there on the big stage, uh, Texas OU, as we've seen the last two years, and just line up and run the football. I think he wants to showcase some of those weapons and that talent. I think he's going to use uh, some of his innovative creativity, uh, and he's trying to showcase that talent and force Oklahoma to have to defend the entire playbook, not just defend the run game. And that's what Texas, that's what Texas has been doing lately, starting with the passing game and then closing teams out with the running game once they're able to, to really uh, open up to open it up to their full complement of weapons. The, the question is, though, guys, about J.T. Sanders. Now, Sark says he's going to go. He got rolled up on pretty nasty in that Kansas game, and he didn't finish the game. And Sark says he's good to go, and he was walking without you believe him? anything. But I, yes, I, I don't know if he's good to go. He's going to play. But – I don't think he's going to be even close to like 80%. It was a na- it looked nasty to me as a football guy. Now, he is a freak of nature, so he may be able to go when others aren't, but I think it makes him easier to defend. He's not going to be the matchup nightmare that he has been all season long if he's only 70-something percent and can't cut laterally on that ankle. What do you think about Ryan Watts? you think he's going to play or no? 
Yes, uh, I think he is going to play. Because think of a lot of these guys, it's their last time playing in a Texas OU game. So they're going to give it a, they're going to give it a try. And I think Sark wants to respect the, the, you know, kind of the elders and the veterans. But I think Dylan Gabriel and the wide receivers of Oklahoma are going to go after the Texas DBs. And here's why. Texas has given up some deep shots this year. Alabama got about four deep balls, 20 yards or more down the field, scored on two of them. Kansas last week scored on a deep post, attacking the Texas safety. And that's what they've been doing, attacking the safeties. Even Baylor with a backup quarterback. By the way, Texas has been really lucky and faced a backup quarterback in three straight weeks. Like, what are the odds of that? At least TCU had to knock out a quarterback. Three straight weeks of backup quarterback, and Dylan Gabriel will be the best one you face. And one of his X-man abilities is completing the deep ball, completing nearly 60% of his passes 20 yards or more down the field. And Texas has given up some of those deep shots, specifically Ryan Watts versus Baylor. Teams have been attacking him and attacking the safeties. I think Oklahoma will do the same early and often if they can stress those safeties they're already doing it horizontally and with those uh formations with the wide splits of the wide receivers but they can connect vertically then the safeties have to back up and it opens up the run game for oklahoma to me that's one of the keys of the game guys texas dbs malik muhammad is the backup db he's a, he's a freshman he's the backup boundary corner to ryan watts if they attack ryan watts with the injury and he's susceptible they're going to put in malik muhammad a true freshman and you guys know inexperience in this game is amplified if i'm oklahoma i still go after that true freshman, too. So that's something to watch. The safety's in coverage and that boundary corner in coverage and the deep ball. Uh, Rod, one of Oklahoma's offensive weapons, as you know, is just how fast they go. How much tempo has Texas faced this year, and do you think they'll be okay against that? They haven't faced enough of it. Uh, <laughs> they haven't faced enough of it. And I'm a little concerned about Texas facing a real, a real good quarterback, right? Dylan Murrow had, uh, he had really high-level athletic traits at quarterback, but he wasn't a real level, a high-level quarterback. Dylan Gabriel is that. And Dylan Gabriel is more comfortable in this system that any quarterback is, is uh, familiar and comfortable with their system across the country he's, because he's been in it so long as a six-year guy. So I am concerned about that. And, by the way, Texas won't be able to, you know, replace personnel. They won't be able to sub-personnel if Oklahoma finds a weakness if they go tempo. They find something they like at the safety spot or something they like at boundary corner, they can keep attacking it with that tempo. That is definitely a concern. But Texas is deep. They rotate a lot of guys. Uh, they only had, I believe – uh, like three different players who have played uh, more than 45 snaps in uh, three different games this year. They rotate a lot of different guys. So I think that's going to help them. It also helps them in the fourth quarter. Uh, but that tempo early on could be a problem for Texas because they haven't seen it a lot. Third facet of the game, obviously, special teams. Rod, I know there was some heartburn about Burt Auburn this week, uh, missing a couple of field goals. Do you see an advantage there in special teams one way or another? Texas actually has been pretty careless with the football on special teams. Uh, against Baylor, you had two muffed punts that they lost. They also had a kick return that they uh, end up dropping. Uh, they end up recovering that one by Keelan Robinson. Burt Auburn has been really inconsistent. You look at field goal percentage in the red zone. Burt Auburn actually is, is one of the worst in the country. The Texas kicking game, one of the worst in the country there. They haven't had to worry about it because they're so explosive. They, they score in other ways. But special teams, that could be a problem for Texas. Could come back to haunt Texas, not only with the field goals, but if they muffle punt. We saw that with Xavier Worthy a couple of years ago. Uh, that could 
can be one of those huge momentum shifts, especially if it's in the wrong part uh, of the uh, of that stadium. And I think for Texas, that's something they've been working on to make sure they show up. Jeff Banks is a hell of a special teams coach, and that's been the most consistent uh, phase for Texas since Sark has been here. But this year we've had some inconsistency there, uh, especially with the field goal kicking and especially with some of the uh, the punt return secure, uh, security. All right, give me your pick, Rod. Who you got? I got Texas, man, and I hate that I feel so confident about it. Even Vegas doesn't feel that confident because the line actually dropped from, what was it, six and a half, and now it's five. So I, I, I got Texas winning. I'll say they pull away in the fourth quarter. This is a second-half team. They've actually pulled away in the second half in four of the five games. I'll go Texas wins 20 – I'll go 28 to, 28 to 23. That's fairly low scoring by OU Texas yeah, got, standards. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got, I got, I respect Venables, man. I respect right Venables on the Vegas much. number, 28-23. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Rod, go. you're the man. Man, have a great show today and enjoy the game tomorrow. Thank you, T-Row. Thank you, guys, man. I Thanks, appreciate bud. you. There you go. Rod Bye-bye. Babers, one of the all-time great Longhorns. He's got the afternoon drive show down in Austin. Uh, he's taking Texas, but not in a blowout, 28-23. He did bring up, I think, some legitimate concerns for them. Uh, there are... You know, areas, and he mentioned a couple of them, where I think you do need to give Texas the advantage in this game. And perhaps the trenches is one of those. I don't know that it's an overwhelm. I I do think perhaps OU's defensive line, because the sack numbers aren't really high, OU's defensive line is being underappreciated a little bit by national media and perhaps Texas pundits. I think they have been really good this year. They've been really good against the run. They have consistently gotten pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And uh, part of that is the blitz schemes that Venables dials up. But if you're just looking at a talent advantage, I can understand why on on the lines you would say uh, Texas has the edge there. But I do think there are a couple of areas of significant concern for the Longhorns. And the biggest might be their propensity so far this year to give up the long ball and Oklahoma's propensity to hit you with the long ball. The Sooners have, and I didn't know this until I was going over the notes last night, OU has connected on nine pass plays this year, 40-plus yards. That leads the country. Uh, Nobody has more big plays in the passing game so far this year than the Sooners do. So, and, And Texas has, you know, continuously given up big plays in the passing game. So Oklahoma's gonna have to take advantage of that. And the other area is special teams <laughs> the other area is special teams i'm sorry go ahead katie the other area is special teams um you know bird auburn has been uh not reliable so far this year he's nine of 14 uh not that i know there's not a ton of confidence in zach schmidt on the north side of the red river but he is six for seven and i know he missed a 36 yarder last week but he followed it up by making a 46 yarder so they have had the better kicker this year. Uh, the punt game has struggled for Oklahoma. That's fair. I think Texas has the better punter. But the return game, significant advantage to OU, uh, at least so far this year. Gavin Freeman's got the punt return touchdown. Jaleel Farouk has been very good there. I know there was one kick last week that he shouldn't have brought out of the end zone, but he has made uh, big plays. And they've been a little bit shaky, uh, especially in handling punts, Texas, that is. So a couple of areas for the Horns to worry about. But 
listen, they're a favorite for a reason. They beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and nobody does that. So they deserve to be favored going into this game. That certainly does not mean that they aren't beatable. And I think if if the team carries the amount of confidence slash overconfidence into this game that the fan base has, then they could be in trouble. I don't know that that's the case. I think Sark's a good coach, and he's probably got them in the right frame of mind. But if they are at all uh, just relying on 49 nothing and thinking they're going to roll again in this one, I think they're in for a uh, a different story this time around. We'll take a break. When we come back, Porter Moser joins us live. We're at the Omni in Dallas back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Dallas. We're at the Omni. We'll be here... Uh, well, all day in one form or fashion, TJ going to hang out down here while Chris is on with you from Ardmore. Par- Parker's going to be down here. Teddy and Tyler are going to be down here. The Omni Dallas loaded with Sooner fans. We saw President Harris this morning. Uh, lots of Sooners uh, milling about already today. Come on down and be a part of the party. As we welcome in now the head men's basketball coach at the University of Oklahoma, Porter Moser. Coach, good morning, sir. How are you today? Morning, Toby. Happy belated birthday, my friend. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate that. How you feeling the day I, before? I, yeah, go ahead. I got to say it. I got my. I had double practices all week. I got my coaching voice going. <laughs> I can tell. I, 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 I makes, we, had, we started official practice. I've had double practices, six thirty and two, all four days, and I give them. I give them Red River weekend off. And, but I got. I got a bad voice, man. So I got coaching voice. Hang in there. We'll, we'll get we'll get you out of here quick. We are one month from today away, by the way. One month from today away from the start of the basketball season. How are the guys looking, Coach? You know, I, I love the energy of this team. I mean, we're we're definitely more athletic. We're longer. Um, we're faster. And it's by design. You know, we've been, since I got the job here two years ago, just putting the team together and everything through Zoom and everything. We haven't been as athletic as we need to be. And we're, we're way more athletic to play faster. Um, I got some really guys that uh, I think that we can do some things defensively, create some offense with our defense, but we're, we're way more athletic. Of course, o, uh, Otega Owe is back, and Milo Suzan is back. But other than that, we're going to need some name tags, I think, for the beginning of the season because <laughs> you have so many new faces. So introduce us to... Uh, some of those guys you feel like Sooner fans are really going to love watching this year. J.B. McCollum is a transfer Sienna, and I don't want to. I don't want to compare him to this icon at Oklahoma because it's unfair to him. But people relate him to House Price. He's he's six one six six one. He's a jet. He's really fast. He's got this big smile personality. He can score, shoot it, but he's a jet. We haven't had anybody since I've been here that has this kind of speed, and he's really, really fast. Who else Another besides Jalen? Like, so I love Jalen Moore. Jalen Moore is a, a, a transfer from Georgia Tech. He's about 6'6", 225. Um, he's, you know, he's extremely athletic. But I think people are going to love the kid, Latrey Darnhard. He's a, a transfer from Utah Valley. He's a two-way player. Elite defender. He was all league defense, and he was first team all league. He can really shoot, um, but he can really defend. So I really like him. Sam Godwin gained 15 pounds. 
Zam's really looking good. I tell you, another guy that we redshirted last year, you saw him in practice a lot. But Luke Norweather is 6'11", we redshirted him. He's probably our best shooter at 6'11". He's an elite wow. shooter at 6'11", so I'm, I'm excited for him. You got a big body, too. I had the chance to meet John Hughley recently at one of those um, uh, events. He came over and spoke to people, an impressive young man, but 6'10", 275, big body that could bang in the Big 12 for you this year. No, John is John was transferred from Pitt. He, he averaged 15 in the ACC two years ago. John, John gives us a different weapon. He's like an Elton Brand, if you remember that name, but he's really yeah. big in the post. Um, he can pass, but he... He gives us a physical, physical presence. We got to continue to get him in the condition of the pace I'm trying to play. But he's he's really, really big and thick. I think uh, unfortunately you had a, a, an injury with one of your freshmen, uh, Jacob Cole. But uh, what about the other highly touted freshman, Caden Cooper, that you're bringing in? Can he help you right away? You know what? I love the freshman's mentality. Freshman in basketball is so hard to play. Like we played two last year, but that's an anomaly. Like, people don't play freshmen a lot anymore. But I really like my two freshmen. So, Peyton Cooper is from Ada. Extreme extreme athleticism. Like, quick twitch defensively. And just like all freshmen, they're just getting in, just trying to take in so much. And But he, they're both really, really coachable. Uh, but Caden, Caden's shot is better than expected. He's knocking down the three. And Jacob Cole is 6'8". Really, really, I really like him. He had, he sat out last year with an ACL injury, but he's really, really doing good stuff. I feel bad for your voice, Coach. Two more questions, and I'll get you out of here, I promise. Well, I feel bad for the listeners, but it's, it's my <laughs> coaching voice. It's a, you know, after after double practices, four days in a row, an official practice. No, I love it. It makes me feel like basketball season must be close, hearing you in, uh, in this. Uh, Los and Tega. Tremendous freshman years for you last year. Where do you feel like they have advanced? Where do you feel like they've taken their game to uh, this year? Milo Suzan came in at um, about 172. He's 194. He's 6'4", 194 point guard. We've had numbers of NBA scouts come in. And the reason why is he's an elite passer. I mean, like, at 6'4", he just sprays the ball. And he needs to take another step. I need him to score a little more. That's the one thing with his team that I'm really we, – we're going to need some scoring during crunch time. And that's, that's the one thing we don't, we don't really – that we got to develop. But Milos is terrific. He's, I'm, I'm asking him to be an alpha as a sophomore. I'm asking him to, like, do so much more every day. He's our captain as a sophomore. His passing has been really good. Otega – for him, the same thing. I need him to be a leader because the thing with college basketball and really any sport with the transfer portal is you have so many new guys. So you're going to count on the young guys to lead your culture, to be the keepers of the culture. And Otega and Milo started, but they're still only sophomores. So I'm asking two sophomores to lead. And that, that, that has been something that I'm pouring into those two to do because they haven't had to do it. Um, Otega, is, his game, is his ball handling is better. His, his shot looks better. Um, he's elite at smashing the paint and, like, taking that ball and driving into the paint. He's been really, really good at that. 
And uh, but I'm counting on those two sophomores to be leaders. We we added some age, so my transfers are older, which I like, but they're still new. And you're trying to ask your new guys to show them the way. So I love the blend that's going on. I love the chemistry of this team, and we just I just I love the challenge of just keep getting them better. All right, finally, Coach, I know you're a big college football fan. Uh, for those who haven't seen the basketball schedule, by the way, the Sooners end the regular season. Final game of the regular season is the Red River rivalry down in Austin on March 9th. So who knows what could be on the line in that game. But tomorrow's football game, Coach, I saw your team down there. I think it was last Saturday. Uh, maybe it was Maybe it was a previous game, but uh, at Owen Field. How you feeling about tomorrow, Coach? Man, I love this team. As you know, I, I just I'm, I've, I've jumped both feet in with, with OU football since I walked in the store, <laughs> and the history of it with Coach Switzer and Coach Stoops to Brent, and right now, I love the energy of this team. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm everything about it. I, I love the. It, it takes time to build. That's the thing that I, I would tell every single fan. You can't walk in the door and have your entire culture be there right from the beginning. It takes time, and I love where the defense is going. I love that. I, I, I know. It probably killed Brett last year with the defense. I love the way the defense, the energy is going, how fast they're getting to the ball. Um, and then, obviously, I, I've got to know Jeff Levy. I love the guy. And I, I really love the pace of their offense. I love the weapons they have. I think Dylan is a – I got to know Dylan a little bit in the offseason talking to him. I love his leadership skills. I love his confidence. I love his swag. And I, I just think that um, – they, they, they got this they got this this factor of the confidence going right now and I just can't wait to see it go against Texas that I think Texas is the elite team I mean I really do I feel like they're an elite team and uh, talk about talent I mean talent talent's an X factor think about last year's Texas team I know we were we, we had no quarterback last year in the game but think about the talent I'm uh, I've never done fantasy football in my life I've never done my, my son as he got older, he got into fantasy football. So I got six people in my family. We do fantasy football now. Just, just us. No money. If case compliance is listening, there's no freaking money <laughs> on fantasy football. So, but think about the two best rookie running backs in the NFL right now are B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson for the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both those guys were at Texas last year. Those guys are, like, killing the NFL. Like, those two are really two NFL running backs, and that was Texas backfield. So they, they, they have extreme talent. But I love what Brent's doing because Brent is developing this X factor. I see the swag walking around the football stadium in the weight room, the way they, they, they carry themselves. Everything is about culture. And I, I'm just so excited where this football program's going. One month from today, Porter Moser and the Sooners open the season against Central Michigan in the Lloyd Noble Center. Coach, get your voice rested up. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And uh, I'll stop by practice and see you soon. All right, man. Boomer Sooner. Can't wait to see everybody tomorrow. See you, Coach. There you go. Porter Moser. We'll take a break. TJ's gut on who's going to win this game tomorrow when we come back. We're live at the Omni in Dallas on an OEC Fiber OU Texas Football Friday. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Well, it's time once again 
for the Red River battle Where the Sooners go to Dallas and they butcher some cattle Texas can't take the heat, so they're running from the kitchen You know Longhorn meat, so it taste like chicken It's gonna be a slaughterhouse at the Cotton Bowl Where's Teddy? <laughs> I guarantee the Sooner schooner is gonna roll Alright, who's up? At deep puzzle, at deep bower red. Can you play that clip again? Hey, listen, everyone. So let's go and let's get started. Which one do you want me to play? Uh, uh, yes. We got an email yesterday. I got an email yesterday. Gentleman uh, emailed me and said, I'm really frustrated with all of you guys. You guys keep referring to someone called PJ. And I do not understand why you are not using his full name. There's some of us out here not as familiar with the guys as you are. Please use his full name. So I emailed him back his full name, and he goes, I see why you use PJ now. Just continue to use PJ. Adipudju <laughs> Adibaware could be a big factor tomorrow. He could be. He could, could be. His first OU Texas game. We'll see. <laughs> Welcome back to the Omni Dallas. All right, short segment here. Then we're going to get plank. Uh, TJ's gut. What a week it's been for your gut. We had the Major League Baseball playoffs getting underway. I would imagine this morning with the stress over the table was right. probably hard on your None gut. None of this week's helped me, no. So how is it feeling for tomorrow's OU Texas game? Take your time. Brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. We'll just say that because that they're, bringing, right? they're bringing you all of our your OU. has a sponsor? Well, now? they're bringing you all the uh, OU Texas coverage this weekend, so BoydStreetVentures.com. Oh, okay. right. um, I will say I've been nervous the whole week. Um, well, good. Even more so than normal, and one reason is I know Texas is very good this year. I'm uh, ashamed to say how good I think that they are. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while since we've said that, and I think that they've come in with this game playing with the confidence that they're hey, playing listen, with everybody now. Everybody, stay positive out there. I was leaning Texas. The gut was most of the week. In fact, all week long, it's been leaning Texas in a close game. I don't think it will be anything like last year. I do think it will be a close game. You have said you're predicting a field goal finish. It comes down to a field goal. Yeah. Yes, I think it'll be in that range. One score. Might be made, might be missed, might be OU, right. might be Texas, but it's coming down to a field goal. But as we've gotten into this week, more and more people have started to talk about this game and basically laugh the game off. Mm-hmm. As if OU shouldn't have even have drove down. Joel Klatt, other national radio shows. You right. mentioned the Orange Blood guys. All these Texas fans extremely high on their Longhorns to the point that <laughs> silly OU's coming in here and thinking that they can even challenge us. And you know what you and I always say. Well, when the whole world's going one way, oh, that's right. 
it never goes that way. Right. So I am back to leaning your way. I think this comes down to a one-score game. OU wins it in the <laughs> end. Uh, I'm going to say that field goal comes at the end, and they win 34-31. Put the frosting on the cake. Put the cherry on the sundae. 34-31 OU. I don't know how they're getting to 34, but we'll figure it out. Zach Schmidt yeah. field goal. Yeah. At the, the end. safety block, I don't know what they're going to do, but thirty-four is uh, that's just four touchdowns, two field goals. That's easy. Yeah, math. I mean it's easy math, but I, yeah. So the end. Thirty-four, thirty-one. OU is your official prediction for OU Sooners. Texas. Yeah. What is, what does the birthday boy think over there, Bronx? What's your what pick for you the say? game? Thirty-four, thirty-one. He said the same. Hey, same the chairman. The chairman's lockstep uh, lock with me. That is He's picked up for his upset and his uh, lock for the week. So happy, happy birthday, happy to birthday, Bronx yes, Perry, By the 13 way, thirteen years old today. The scene setter kid is now thirteen years That's right. old, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. All right, we'll take a break. Thirty-four, thirty-one. TJ's gut picking an OU victory on Saturday. Chris Plank joins us. He's getting therapy in Ardmore. We'll be back. <laughs> Beat Texas Week on the Ref is brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Visit BoydStreetVentures.com to see how Boyd Street Ventures is bringing OU innovation to the world. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Today, around 3 p.m. Central Time, in the middle of a bowl of cotton, a hat of gold, and right there, 32.77 degrees north, 96.75 degrees west, on that spot, the epicenter of college football. It all revolves around that piece of priceless real estate. This is that game. This is the American game. This game causes tectonic plates to shift under the sport. It's not just one game on one Saturday. It's every game on every Saturday. Tradition, rivalry, marching band, mascots, drama, passion, and that's all before kickoff. And then it's Barry and Fred and Mac and Bob and Baker and Colt and Vince and Kyler and Rocky and Ricky and Danny and Quinn and Sark and BV. You can take all the other cups and buckets and rivalry trophies and stuff them all in Big Texas boot. This is the one that spins the sport. Technology changes. Hairstyles change. Politicians change. The number of planets change. Coaches, quarterbacks, playoff formats, conferences change. But this, this you can depend on. This is the cornerstone of college football. OU Texas never changes. It is resplendent. It is glorious. It is a work of art. 
Be honest. If I asked you right now the ages of your children, or what year was the moon landing, or how many presidents have we had, you'd have to think about it. But I could name any year in your lifetime, and you could tell me who made the biggest play in this game, and where you were sitting when it happened. That's what this day means to you, and your kid, and your dad, and his dad, and his dad. It is a game perfected through generations. And today, we get it again. We get that great American game again. Today, undefeated meets undefeated inside a bowl of cotton for the right to wear a hat of gold at the epicenter of college football. Nothing compares to OU Texas. Now he tosses deep downfield. Intercepted. Billy Bowen picked it off. He's got a convoy to the 20, to the 10. Pick six. It's a handoff. Brooks up the middle. First down and more. TV. Say goodnight to this one. It'll be Gabriel on the keeper. Runs over a cyclone. Touchdown. You sit down. It's time for the greatest game in American sports. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. The 119th edition of the Red River Rivalry. Here we go. Live from the... 